Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Babbling with Brandy. And today's episode is There Are No Small Parts, Only Small Thinking. Let's babble. Welcome back to Babbling with Brandy. Hi guys, today I'll be talking to Ashton Brown. Ashton is an inspiring actor with credits on both Chicago Med and Chicago PD. Ashton is a 2020 graduate from the University of Missouri with a degree in theater, performance, and film. During our conversation, we discussed being discovered as an actor in the traditional way versus being discovered online through social media. I've known Ashton for quite some time, and today's conversation was not only motivating, but also inspiring. Take a listen to us babble. All right, friend. Again, thank you so much for coming out. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the invite. Okay. I got a few questions for you before we get started. Sugar or salt in your grits? (laughs) (laughs) Sugar. Okay. Bacon or sausage? Bacon. What's your favorite hobby? To mm, that's a good question. I got a lot of hobbies. My one of my favorite hobbies to do would be to I guess engage in documentaries online. Oh really? Yeah. I okay. Love like on YouTube? Mm-hmm. Devon too. That's his stuff. I okay. love murder mysteries, the first 48 stories, mm. and everything. Oh my God. That's Devon. Okay. <laughs> so what about your what's your favorite vacation that you've been on? And then I want you to tell me about your dream vacation. My favorite vacation that I've been on was probably my only vacation out of the United States, which was in Mexico for a wedding. In 2018, okay, it was it was a good time. It was for a wedding. It was my first time ever being out of the country and on a flight longer than six hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a great experience. Okay, one of my dream vacations would mm-hmm. be Bali or okay. Dubai. Got you. Yeah, they say Dubai hidden. Need that Dubai money exactly. <laughs> and then, okay, so if you could be anywhere in the world right now. What would it be? The Philippines. Okay. And then t- tell us why. Well, because I am, I want to say a quarter Filipino. Because okay. my dad is half Filipino. Because mm-hmm. I had a, you know, my grandmother's Filipina. She came and uh, moved to the United States, married my grandfather a way, way, way long time ago. Um, rest both for their souls now. But I would love to visit the Philippines and meet my family that I haven't been able to meet yet. That's beautiful. Okay. Are you a listener or a talker? A listener. I just started becoming a listener. Okay. I used to be a talker. What's the last song you listened to? Share My World by Mary J. Blige. Just before you got out of the car? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. (laughs) Okay, then. Um, Favorite singer-songwriter? Summer Walker. I knew you was gonna say that. Mm-hmm. Favorite TV show growing up? Living Single or Martin? It's a Shut tab, up! it's a tab between the two. Really? It's a tab between the two. Yeah. I was gonna do questions on Living Single, but I was like, I wonder if he even watched Living Single. I watched Living Single. You could okay, ask away. I could have asked. Okay, cool. So I'll know next time. Favorite movie growing up? Ooh, Baps. Really? Mm-hmm. 
Now I loved Babs, but I I wouldn't even thought of Babs just now to say that. That's a classic. Okay. In my book. Yeah. Ever. Favorite actor or actress? Taraji would be one of my favorite actresses. Okay. And you know what? This may sound crazy, but it just came to me a few days ago. Brendan Fraser is one of my favorite actors. So give me something love... that Brendan Fraser is in, because I'm not familiar. So he's done things like The Mummy. He's done this new movie called uh, Well. Um, and he's also done things back in the past, like George of the Jungle. He's featured okay. in a HBO Max series called Doom Patrol. And the reason why I mentioned him was because he just won a... a, a, a Critic Award, a okay. Critic Acclaim Award, a Critic's Choice Award. That's mm-hmm. what it was. He won a Critic's Choice Award, and he was just going on about how he kept going, you know, being in this industry I for did over 30 see, years. I know who you're talking about. I saw him, and he was a child actor, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he did have a very moving speech when he won. Yeah, he was okay. crying up that he deserved it, too. I, that man deserved it. He's been working his butt off, and he's finally getting his flowers. Mm. And I love the same thing for Miss Cheryl Lee Ralph and yes. Angela Bassett. Mm-hmm. Definitely my favorite actors and actresses all time. So. Okay. Now, um, give me three goals for 2023 that you got. Three goals for 2023 is to... Hmm. That's a good question. Well, I do for a fact want to book myself more more jobs. Okay. I want to book more jobs. My boy is an actor. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Okay. Um, I want to book more jobs. I want to invest in my own home. Okay. And what else would I like to do? Hmm. Ooh, one of my biggest goals, and it's a secret, I probably can't say it on here because they're gonna see it eventually. Mm. But I want to throw a really nice celebration for my parents' anniversary. Oh, that'll be nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what you want to do. That's like a goal of yours. Yeah, real you need big. To start working real on big. that. Then. I do. I hate planning. planning. Okay. Well, I could plan for other people, but planning for myself, I ain't been the best at doing. As far as like birthdays and everything's concerned, everybody be asking me, "What you doing for your birthday?" And I'm like, mm-hmm. "I don't know." Whatever the right. one But yeah, dream job. Dream job. I think I'm currently living my. Come on life. now! I knew you was gonna say that. That's why I asked. Definitely living my dream job, being a storyteller through visual art and being able to share the stories of you know others, um, you know through storytelling in movies and film, television, and the theater because I'm currently in the theater production as well. So I'm excited for that. This is so exciting! You had a, a very very pivotal time in your life yes right so you are living out your dreams mm-hmm. right one day at and, a time yes <laughs> and um now tell me this okay first i want you to tell me first tell them because okay. i already know tell them where you were just featured on what what show were you just on and t- tell us about that so I got a call around, I want to say, November 16th, and I was asked to be featured in an episode of Chicago PD. Come on now. On NBC. Uh-huh. So that was exciting for me. We, um, I, you know, I went for it. I was like, yes, absolutely. You know, 
finding work for yourself independently is not the easiest thing to do. Mm. So when you are handed or you're presented with these opportunities, you know, of course, it's a surreal feeling. It just makes you feel like, what is this really happening? But, Mm -hmm. you know, I did it. It was great. The episode aired last week. I didn't even know until somebody tagged me on Instagram. (laughs) I was like, I see you, friend. And I'm like, what What you see me on? So I was really pleasantly surprised that the episode had then aired. I didn't uh-huh. know about it, but it was pretty dope. I okay. was I was Cedric Grimes. He was a real, <laughs> real bad, bad guy. The man killed the pastor. Yeah, oh. cheering. He done smoked three bodies and got smoked all oh. in one episode. So I was laying dead in the bathtub. Okay. Um, the scene was pretty quick. I want to say I was on set for probably a good eight hours, and my scene was a quick, not even. A full 10 minute shoot wow so yeah it was a great experience so just being on set and learning so much about how everything works okay now how now you say you got the call in november how did like what did you do to even get that call like where did you apply or put your information what so you they constantly throw casting calls on facebook and like on uh these websites like actors access backstage and i submitted myself for anything i just started sending pictures and stats about myself to um the producers over at chicago med and pd because mm-hmm. i want to say a week or two weeks prior to that call i was an extra on chicago med mm-hmm. so um i just kept revisiting the the sites and uh resubmitting myself and when um a casting um i think a casting director assistant reached out to me or one of the producers reached out to me um, they just sub- asked me to submit selfies to them, how I currently look, mm-hmm. tattoos that I have. Um, and then when I got that clear, I had to then reach out to, well, because of NBC's legal department reached out to me. It was like, oh, we got to get these tattoos clear, reach out to the artists that did them and see if you know they consent to it. Um, and I think one artist did get back to me, but the artist, other artists didn't. I got tattoos everywhere on me, y'all. But <laughs> um I did all of that because I, I was laughing at that because I, I ended up doing all of that, reaching out to them for the tattoos to get covered up. They covered them up anyway. Yeah, they covered up all my mm. tattoos, y'all. I was in makeup for probably an hour, hour and a half because they had to put the prosthetics on my head from when I got shot. From the shooting. Um, I had a boxer's ear, so it was a pretty dope experience. And I got to get my makeup done alongside one of the main cast on the show, and he was pretty hilarious in real life, so... That was pretty dope. That's cool. Now, I want you to talk to me about during that experience. Nope. We're not even going to go to. Yeah, we can go to that experience. During that experience, what did you learn about Ashton? What did I learn about? Like, what did you like? What do you feel like was the biggest thing? Your your biggest takeaway from from that for you like who you are like what your capabilities are whatever like what do you what did you take away from that i learned that i'm a very very professional person on a professional high scale production set and that's one of the main key things you have to be obviously to get callbacks and to be remembered and you know for them to want to work with you again but um just my patience because my patience was not the best you know growing Mm -hmm. up or even then in my early adulthood i'm 25 now Mm -hmm. and i want to say between ages 22 to now i've been learning nothing but patience Mm -hmm. um so like i said being on that set for eight hours just to film a 10 minute set was like you know with my hair 
this whole eight hours for, but I got paid for it either way. So I wasn't complaining, but my patience is something I had to acknowledge, you know, to myself because I've come a long way. Okay. Um, and just that I'm a timid person, you know, I, I have to work on it because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't get intimidated, but I am shy. So okay. even when I'm meeting these, you know, these big actors and I'm meeting these producers and cast directs, executives and everything, I'm just like, hi, I'm Ash and I just like to get straight to the point, but I can also be a little shy. So it kind of holds back my capabilities of being extroverted and outgoing and actually having a conversation with these people. But so they then don't get again, to see the, they don't get to see you. Facts. But okay. then again, they don't want to have no conversation. They yeah. just want you to come and stay where you were supposed to be at, so post it up and do your job. So it's like uh it's like you you gotta figure out um uh, I guess like a medium, mm-hmm. right? I got you with that. So that's something that you feel like you can improve because I actually was gonna ask you that. That was my next question was something that you feel like you can improve. And so you think that you should that that you could be well, I guess what a little bit more outspoken, a little more outgoing. I want to say, I try mm-hmm. to keep it professional, straightforward, and matter of fact, and try to be, you know, my best self that I can be, so that I can get these callbacks and these people mm-hmm. want to work with me again. I don't want to over talk. I don't want to feel like I'm talking too much, and then I'm thinking, you know, hours later after I did it, did I say too much? Did I do this? Did I do that? Um, but it was a pretty dope experience um, being given my own trailer for that specific. Whoa. Yeah, they gave me a trailer for that for that job I did. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty dope. I've never had an experience like that ever in my life. They treated me like royalty. Mm-hmm. Hey, <laughs> it's me again. Did you guys know I have an extreme love for TV, music, and movies? I also love listening to books read by my favorite celebrities and authors. I usually have opinions about everything that's new and exciting in media, and I typically write a blog about it. But since I have you here, now you can hear me and my friends discuss it all during the Babbling Breakdown, exclusively on the Babbling with Brandy YouTube channel. Be sure to check it out. Now, let's get back to the show. Um, And I was like, I was just taken back by it because I'm like, wow, I'm really, this is the position I'm in right now that I booked myself. Yes. I want to say three weeks after quitting my job. Yeah. So I was taken back. Because you left your job. Mm-hmm. You were working this job and you, and they had been uh, pushing you. You was you um, you could be very well climbing that what corporate ladder right now within that company, but that was that's not your dream. That wasn't my dream. Yeah. yeah. And I, I spent four years in college busting my butt to get a degree in theater, performance, and film. So it's like, I'm going on year one and a half of me being at this corporate job that I'm not so happy with. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, do you continue to be unhappy for your bi-weekly checks? Or do you take a risk on yourself and you bet on yourself and just just oh, keep God it. with you and just pray and hope for the best? Because I was just told this yesterday by a mentor that reached out to me. I, will, I still got to... I'm still like shocked about it. Um, a, a mentor reached out to me. He's an actor in the industry, and he mm-hmm. got he's you know represented everything. He told me he said, "When you keep God first, you do everything that you can, and you let God do the things that you can't do." Mm. So it just it was really eye opening for me. Yeah. Very open. Let insightful. me do my part, mm-hmm. and let me give my praises, and then God will move me where I need me to be. To go, yeah. Yeah. So do you have any um right now, do you have anything that you 
um, are doing to like put yourself out there so that you can be seen or you know what I mean? Like like what like what type of like what are you doing outside of the um stuff that you put online mm-hmm. to to get like other roles, I guess. Ooh. Um, so right now I'm just, I'm currently working on perfecting my craft because okay. in a very critical and a very, um, competitive industry, I just want to be the best that I can be mm-hmm. and just let my talent speak for itself. Okay. So I've been taking acting classes with Richard Gallion. He's, a, he's amazing, incredible okay. uh, instructor. Um, and he's connected. So I'm just utilizing my resources and reaching out to the right people who can at least you know help introduce me to people that could potentially put me in a good position or in a better position that I'm right um and just making sure that i'm standing on top of getting my content made because i'm not really big on being super active on TikTok and instagram you know but in the time that we're in now it's 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 headache (laughs) to to, um have to do all that recording and all of that but we gotta do it. It's crazy too yeah. because growing up, because I was offered the, I was given the opportunity at such a young age to be represented by a uh, story talent, but my mother wanted me to, you know, remain in school mm-hmm. and get my education done first. But growing up, I knew, you know, I, I did a lot of studying because acting is the only thing that I could imagine myself doing. So I never went okay. into another direction. So mm-hmm. from the time I was a child to now. I've studied the industry and I've looked into, you know, the back ends and the loops and just who to talk to, who to reach out to and just how things work. And, you know, traditionally, you know, getting yourself in a position of becoming uh, at least a B-list star is Mm -hmm. by doing it the traditional way. And that's going through agents and that's going through, you know, meetings. So that's what you're used to. That's what I'm used to. Not instagram now and tiktok somebody, oh, now you gotta do a skit online you gotta do a skit you gotta stay relevant you gotta yeah. keep the traction going it's followers so gotta be busting it's just a lot yeah. it's a lot it's a lot of responsibility now on the independent content creator mm-hmm. but i do appreciate it because it gives the content creator more creative more freedom. opportunity yeah definitely freedom and opportunity but it's just like who i mean i can totally understand what you're saying because the even with you being a young person, mm-hmm. you're saying where I came up, I came up where I worked on my craft. You get an agent, mm-hmm. your agent believes in you, submits you for roles. You go and try out Audition, for those roles, yeah. do your auditions. Not um, every day I'm online doing some new skit. Hoping that somebody, the right person to come across my page and try to reach out to me. Because that's a lot. That's how a lot of the comedics are getting these, you know, jobs now, Mm -hmm. you know, for obviously being their genuine, authentic selves and being funny. But because they're so consistent with the content they're posting, it's getting them endorsement deals, it's getting them sponsorship agree, uh, sponsorship Mm -hmm. deals. um, And a lot of companies are reaching out to them. So and and that's great, you know, by all means. But that's just not what you're used to. That's right. not what you come from. And so somebody like a um, so like a 16-year-old kid, mm-hmm. 17-year-old kid, or somebody who has no direction at all, they have no idea what they want to do, and they pick up a phone, and they just start playing around on the phone, mm-hmm. and they get these opportunities. It feels weird to somebody like you who went through what you knew mm-hmm. what was supposed to be the right way. Mm-hmm. 
right? Which is go to school, get the go to school, uh, get the practice. You know, like you said, take the classes and all of that. You you went the what what's quote unquote the right way or the traditional way. So it's hard for you to adjust to adjust to this. I am so glad that we had this conversation because now it's some people that's gonna be able to understand your thought processes behind this. Um, so. <laughs> so it's like so now. Now I'm gonna tell you something I heard the other day just from you with what you said. It made me think about this. I don't remember what I was watching exactly, mm-hmm. but I was watching a show and what they said was um well I was listening to a podcast, I probably listened to a podcast, and they said what happens is these people are not prepared for longevity though. Mm-hmm. Right? So you get online, you do a reel, a reel is what 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can keep people laughing for 90 seconds, you can't um do um whatever it is for 90 seconds but then oh it was actually i was watching somebody talk about dancing Mm -hmm. and it was like these kids can't even hold their breath for a four minute video you know for the time it takes because they doing tiktok dances Mm -hmm. and 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 now they're getting these deals from these 90 second hip-hop pop pop challenges yeah but then when it's time to really do a video they literally don't even have the wind it's debbie allen as a matter of fact oh that debbie allen said debbie that. allen that's who it was i don't know what i was watching but it was debbie allen that said that she like they, they can't even hold their breath hmm. <laughs> so that's very interesting to to um hear you say that i'm i'm glad i'm so glad we had this talk yes me too friend yeah (laughs) so tell me right now what's your favorite show out right now (laughs) living single (laughs) don't get me started the fact that i'm on season five right now oh i started over on hulu i'm on season two like i started over a few weeks ago because i mean it's good stuff out here but living single feel good, right? Yeah, that's my comfort show. <laughs> living single with Martin, that's my go-to. As soon yeah. as I get home, I gotta play it. I watched um that Best Man Final Chapters recently. Mm-hmm. I did a review on it. I like it. I I liked it a lot, but I don't watch a lot of new TV. Like mm-hmm. I I need to, like they said Wednesday. Did you watch that? Wednesday was incredible. So it was good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I picked up for a second season too. So congratulations to the team with Wednesday. Okay, Tim, Tim Burton. Okay, I'm gonna give it. Up. I'm gonna give that a try. That's like my next new show that I want to give a try. Um, now, did you have any questions for me? Did you want to talk about anything with me? I did want to bring up this one because it's still sticking to my head. What okay. my mentor said to me yesterday, he told me, and I want to say the moral of the story is to keep going, keep pushing because he was like. What he told me yesterday, and I promise you, the man called me while I was half asleep. Mm-hmm. I was watching Living Single, about to take a nap, mm-hmm. and the man called my phone, and I jumped up so quick because I had reached out to him a few days prior to when he hadn't responded. Mm-hmm. So that call took me by surprise. He told me, and he was just like, you know, reassuring me that I was on top of my game and I'm doing a great job. And he was like, I want to say this before I get off the phone, <laughs> like a pastor that be saying that, mm-hmm. but keep y'all for an extra 20, 30 minutes. Right. Um, but he told me he said when he was filming he was filming respect 
in Atlanta and mm-hmm. he was in his hotel. He lived in Illinois, but um, he was able to book himself, you know, Tyler Perry Productions, and he was able to book himself a role um, as a band member on the movie Respect starring Jennifer Hudson okay. and Marlon Wayne. So, mm-hmm. um, the Aretha Franklin um, mm-hmm. buyout. Okay, the Aretha buyout. Franklin buyout. So they shot that in Atlanta. And what he was telling me was three years prior to him doing that job, he auditioned for an agent agency in chicago and he said he knows for a fact he's a good actor he said he put in the work he put in the the practice and the preparation Mm -hmm. and he know he had did a good job and they told him that they would reach out to him in about five to seven business days and when the seventh and eighth day came he they hadn't reached out to him so he reached out to them and what they told him was yeah we know who this is if we would have wanted you someone would have reached out to you oh wow but what's so crazy is when he was filming Respect here three years later in Atlanta, Georgia, they reached back to him on Instagram, DMing him, child, social mm-hmm. media, and asked him <laughs> if, because they see that he's picking up these he jobs moving. by mm-hmm. himself. So they see the persistence and they see the consistency. So they reaching out to him now three years later saying, do you have representation or are you mm-hmm. seeking it? And he told them, I'm seeking it. Mm-hmm. So they asked him, God, I hope I don't get sued for this story, but it's a good story. You know? I mean, you're not giving out names right, or no companies, names, so we good. So um, he told me they reached out to him and they asked if, if he had representation. He said he was seeking it. I love this so much. Sorry. <laughs> and they offered him um, an opportunity to come in and audition um, in Chicago. So mm-hmm. the man literally... He drove his butt all the way from Atlanta wow, really? to Chicago um, within that same week. Um, he said he was exhausted. His wife told him, if you don't want this, you're not hungry enough. You have to, you have to, because he said he was exhausted. Mm-hmm. He, like, he got on the road about four, five in the morning. He's like, do I really want this? And she said, look, you have to be hungry for this. And he yeah, went. That's the work. And it was snowing real bad in Chicago. <sighs> and when he got there, Nobody was there and the building was locked. He looking through the windows trying to figure out what's going this on. This was this year? This was, I believe, last year. Oh, okay. no, 2020. It happened okay. in 2020. Okay. So in 2020, he was looking through the windows, wondering what's going on. So he calls them and they're like, oh, we didn't know you were coming today. If we would have known, you know, um, we would have stuck around a little longer. He got there at 120. I think they stopped seeing people at 1. He got there at 120, manager. He was driving. And it's a lot of snow conditions. Of course. And so um, he just told me that the spirit just kept, or his, he felt the spirit just tell him, don't hang up the phone, don't hang up the phone, keep going. And he told them, like, listen, I drove all the way here from Atlanta because I was offered this, you know, to come in and so audition. I've been right. doing A, B, C, and D. And so um, the lady asked him, the agent was like, well, how are you booking yourself all of these? And he said, I serve a mighty God. Come on now. And she was like, mm. <laughs> and then told him that she would be reaching back to him. So he drove back home and then he went oh back to Atlanta. Oh my God, without auditioning. Without auditioning. Mm. And they ended up reaching out to him, I want to say a week later, offering him an exclusive contract with the with the agency. Really? No audition. Wow. So they shouldn't that, have been asking him for no audition in the first. That's what I was about to say. Exactly. I'm like, why would they even make him audition and they can clearly see that he's what he's doing? Work, yeah. yeah. So they see my man's out here putting in the work. And yeah. so they offer him an exclusive contract. So I guess moral of the story of that is to keep going and keep believing in yourself. Mm-hmm. Because, and keep God first. Always keep God first. Because, man, what he told me about doing what you can do and let God do what you can't do, mm-hmm. I'll never... That'll never leave my head. Yeah. Ever. It'll follow me in life forever. That's so. good. 
I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud I'm, of you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm proud of you. How can I order a babbling with brandy hoodie? Because I want one ASAP. I'll make sure you get one. Thank you, friend. I'm ready to wear it. Ah. Uh, Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm glad. This right here, this is my friend for years and years and years. We tied like glue. Yes, we stuck his, like glue. His mother is my one of my dearest, dearest friends. This that's my sister, mm -hmm. and uh, I couldn't wait to have him. He was supposed to be on here last season, but he was too busy running the streets, too busy, and, and uh, doing what he do. But he here now. Sounds like he is focused. And uh, ready to, to to take over the world. And I'm excited for him. I'm Thank excited you, for you, you, Ashton. Your name is going to ring out here in these streets real I'm soon. I'm excited, too. I'm praying. I'm praying Real soon. <laughs> Did you hear about a product or service that you're interested in during the show today? Make sure you visit the show notes to see how to get a discount and to keep in touch with our guests. And again, thanks so much for Battling with Brandy. See you next week. Babbling with Brandy.